swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Mr. Hill. Right then, what's happening, folks? It is a special, um, I think we call these an emergency podcast. Where this we are not uh, an emergency. Well, no. This is the exact opposite of an emergency. It is. This is Tram This is on Twitter. It's not instant post-match reaction. It is instant breaking news. Not quite instant breaking news, but the first opportunity we've had today to get together. Mr. Big Mouth, Big Time, Pissed Up, Paul Harper. Can't make it. He's out on the pub crawl by all accounts. He's just getting boozed. He's been out since the news broke today, just after nine o'clock, wasn't it? About half past nine. Um, he's been out on it all day, by all accounts, hasn't he? Round Manchester. He sent a video about 9.45 into our group, didn't he, doing vodka eyeball shots? Yeah, and he's, apparently now he's in Manchester. Um, he's been in, where was he outside? Was it the railway? It's outside that boozer there. And now he, apparently he's outside the block of flats, which used to make up the Hacienda nightclub, trying, banging on someone's door, trying to get in. Thinks, you know, it's not 1987 anymore. Hacienda's now a lovely block of luxury apartments. Um, so he's not with us. Um, instead, it's myself at Matt Hibbert and returning now out on tag, Mr. Jake Keogh at Jake Keogh double H. Jake, how are we this fine Thursday, Thursday, fine Tuesday evening? I'm a lot better now than I was first thing this morning when I opened <laughs> my eyes. Keith Hill, relieved of his duties. It didn't say sacked, did it? It just said parted company. Um the statements. I'll probably do what I'll get the statement up and just read it. I'm sure we've all read it um several times over each of us. I think I print screened it and get to it. You know, if I was a professional, that's what happens when Paul Harper's not here, isn't it? Club statement simply oh, says well. <laughs> The man's get... uses. Yeah, keeps us on track with it say keeps us like on track's probably not the right word, is it? He always has been like that. Yeah. He, was com- he was a company man when he was a tram, yeah? Okay, here we go. This was the statement released today, just before half past nine this morning. 
Tranmere Rovers Football Club can today confirm Keith Hill has been relieved of his duties as first team manager with immediate effects. Chairman Mark Pallios said despite success achieved on the pitch in the form of securing a place in the playoffs and reaching the Papa John's Trophy final in the playoffs, an entire season gets distilled into two or three games. I have to do what I think gives us the best chance of achieving promotion in those games, and I've reluctantly come to the conclusion that means making the change before the semi-finals begin. Ian Dawes will take charge for the playoffs and will be assisted by Andy Parkinson. The club will be making no further comment. Now, that tweet has been liked as of half past eight right now as we record, 945 times. Now, (laughs) when was the last time a tweet from the club got like that many times. I haven't seen this much. I haven't seen Tommy fans in cohesion this much since the man of the match boycott a few weeks ago. <laughs> since David Nugent romped home. Um, yeah, the, the one where he romped home when he, he wasn't one of the four suggestions, he was just another. <laughs> where this every, is what. Every single person, I think, in the other. This is why Nugent for his zero touches of the ball. This is why there is now only four choices as chosen by the admin, I believe. Um, I'll tell you what, then, Jay, because you've not been on for quite a while, is it now? It's at least a month, anyway, isn't it? Maybe longer. Um, so yeah. maybe uh, the floor is yours. You know, big mouth, big time, pissed up Harper's near to interrupt you rudely or anything like that. So the floor is yours, Jake, to speak for as long as you like about the last 13 games. Keith Hill since he took over. And, uh, so, do I, are we talking as if Keith hasn't been sacked for now? No, we are now talking, in reality, Keith Hill has gone, been relieved of his duties. Okay. Well, I, I think it need like, it was just so, I, I, I had to miss the last 30 minutes of um, the Colchester game, thankfully. Oh, you missed much. A baby shower. That sounds well better. No, uh, I, I figured that. Not a baby shower, sorry, the opposite. What's it called? Gender reveal, that, that's the one. Oh, suddenly um, it doesn't sound so good then. Oh, no. <laughs> but but um, it was a lot better than watching a Colchester game. Jeez. I'll tell you that. And there was only 30 seconds of action when the balloon popped, and it was honestly yeah. a lot more to talk about than that 90 minutes, 60 minutes of football I watched. 30 seconds um, more action? Think, yeah, pretty much. There was the one that I've got one notable, like, the only thing I can honestly remember from the whole Colchester game was the ball coming into the box. And I'm not even sure Corey got on the end of it or their centre-half got on the end of it, but it sort of flew over the bar. Um, the, the ball I was just can't put in. And yeah. that's probably the only time I can tell you that I've seen <clears> the ball actually <throat> in either penalty area. It was fucking terrible. Sums up how we've been for so long. The only the only criticism I could have with Keith Hill going, if he, it could ever even be a criticism, is that he went today and didn't go a few weeks ago. Um, but it is what it is, and you know what? I think it's it's Mark Palios, like master tactician. He's left himself in a position where. He can't be created. It's, it's win-win for Sakana. And if we kept him, it was lose-lose. Because we either went out the playoffs and he got sacked, or we went up and he kept his job. And either way, the chairman was getting an earache. So now that he's sacked him, if we lose the playoffs... I've seen a tweet before, and someone had said that 
they now don't care what happens in the playoffs. They're just so relieved to see that Keith Hill won't be with us next season. Like that's a boost for it them. Is. No matter what happens, even if we lose the playoffs, knowing it, it can only get better next year. Yeah, it's so, a fresh start, isn't it, regardless? Even if we lose the playoffs, the fans have still got that mentality. And if we win the playoffs, you don't have to pay Keith Hill out at the end of them, which was inevitably, surely, if we could afford it, what was going to happen anyway. Yeah. If, if he had somehow... I, I said someone at, at that end of the veil, I said, look, he's a he's an Arsenal fan, but he, he follows a lot of football. He, said, so what do you think about the playoffs? I said, look, our only chance of winning them playoffs, we're going to have to draw nil-nil at home to Morecambe, draw nil-nil away to Morecambe, win on penalties, go to Wembley, draw nil-nil, get nil-nil through extra time and win on penalties again. Do a hold field. We were never going to score a goal. No. I, it, I think it, the Colchester, who were the worst team in the league... Worst away record in the whole league, yeah. Yeah. And we could still be playing against them now. They could be on the bus home, home, dry, packed. And I still don't think we'd have had a shot yet. I'm not a religious guy, but like, if there is a hell, it is being forced to sit there and watch Tramie v Colchester for, in, for eternity. And just. And you know the thing is, the scary thing is, and again, I can't believe it, it took this long. You could say that about. Nine of the last ten Trammy games, fourteen of the last fifteen Trammy games. Yeah, that hell is having to watch that game over and over again. We have been absolutely abysmal to watch. I seen Misha tweet on Saturday saying this is literally no joke, putting me to sleep. And I genuinely, genuinely know the feeling because I've got um, a completely legal box in my room which I watch the games on. Of oh, course, so, yeah. I lie on the bed when I watch the games and I actually genuinely know that feeling <laughs> of lying on the bed and watching the game and just being like, a nap wouldn't go miss now, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to miss like, anything, am I? No, like, if, if I just doze off now, then I can wake up on 70 minutes and there's only 20 minutes left and I, I definitely won't have missed a goal. <laughs> well, do you know, if we go back to... People forget, I think I thought that Dawes and Parky were in charge for more than four games, um, but apparently it was only four games. I don't know if there was a... Was there um, a Papa John's game in there that I'm maybe I missing think, here? I think there, there was, was a wasn't Papa there? John's and a league game. Yeah. Sorry, a Papa John's and an FA Cup game. Yeah, there was definitely an FA Cup game. Yeah, and there was the Papa John's one was the Wigan one we won on penalties. Yes, it was, yeah. You're right. So the results in in the other games, his first game we beat Harrogate away 1-0. Then we beat Accrington at home in the FA Cup 2-1. Then we had that mental 4-3 away at Port Vale. And then we thumped Grimsby 5-0 at home. And then, of course, Keith Hill was announced after that. That was on the 21st of November. And then we beat Carlisle on the Tuesday. And I think Hill was in charge, but it was very much still a Dawson Party team. It was only after that. Yeah. And um, it was the Brackley game after that, wasn't it? And even in the Brackley game, you could sort of see the changes. I don't want to get too much into like, the tactics and stuff like that, and I don't want to get too much. I'm not ITK in the know, and I'm sure, Jake, you aren't, but we, we do have people who are, who probably speak, we probably know the same people who speak to us. And um, yeah. even, I know some other people in the game, like who know of Hill's time at, you know, Rochdale especially, 
then he's obviously been at Barnsley and Bolton as well. Um, his style of management is very, it was described to me as, um, it's very robotic in what he wants his players to do. There's not much room for expressing yourself. You, you're almost playing in fear, going, if you do not stick to the role he gives you, if you go outside of that, then that's why we're seeing we've seen so many players. Just, we've a lot of times, haven't we? We've gone like, why is Kieran Morris or Lloyd or, or you know, a Blacker Taylor's an example, can't even get in the, the team or whatever. But they do something and then they disappear out there. They either don't start the next game, something like that. And it's those sort of flair players. And yeah, the players apparently are just. It's so rigid. It, it's his system, and you have to stick to this system. And with the squad we've got. In comparison to that, Dawes and Parkey's way, when they were in charge, they were just like, they quite literally said to the players almost verbatim, you are wonderful, you are great players, all of you, at this level, this squad, all of you, just go out there and play and you'll beat almost anyone. And you saw that in those games, yeah. didn't you, that we were just this really like threatening attack inside, there was pace, there was incisiveness, there was goals all over the pitch, different types of goals as well. And the fact that we can have that back, it, it's it's the polar opposite of how Hill operates. And the thing is, that worked for him at Rochdale because he had free reign at Rochdale, didn't he? It was his club. Yeah. And the club like Rochdale, again, I don't want to demean Rochdale because they're in League One. Oh, they've just been relegated, obviously. But yeah. they are, you know, a, sm- a smaller club than us. There's not much difference, really. I mean, they're similar. They're in suburbs of Manchester, yeah. surrounded by massive teams, City United and others. And we're the same with Liverpool and Everton. But, you know, certainly now we see ourselves as, right or wrong, a bigger club than Rochdale. And you can't come into a club like that and expect that, do you know what I mean, to run the club. Even someone like Mickey Mellon wasn't able to do that. No one will ever be able to do that at Tramier. You know, King is as not, close. Not under the current chairman. No. And that's a good thing, Mark. Yeah, it is, because a man just shouldn't. Well, a man, you have to earn the right to do that, don't you? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like Fergie did. He didn't when he. Yeah, so. The difference, it's just, it's such um it's mad the relief. Because I had you saying there that you were speaking to an Arsenal fan, he was like, what do you fancy for the playoffs? And I had a Liverpool fan DM me just going, good luck for the playoffs. And I just said, we're going to need it. This was on Saturday after the full time. And I went, we've got fucking no chance, mate. And he went, why? And I said, we've got no chance, he needs to go. And he went, what do you mean? You've just got in the playoffs? I thought he was a good manager. And I went, listen, mate, honestly, like it might, it's to the outsiders, it sounds mad, doesn't it, that, We've just made the playoffs, and we everyone wanted him gone, and he has been sacked. It surely is a first. Isn't it? I can't ever think of off the top of my head in the history, you know, in the near thirty year history, of the playoffs of a team sacking the manager before their first leg. Sometimes it's happened a few games before, but to do it, yeah, when the, the season is finished, that is, yeah, I'd say it's a first. But it's got to be a first. It's. Um, it was the right thing to do. It had to happen. We we would have had no. We all know what would have happened in that semi final if he'd have stayed. It would have been terrible, and we'd have lost. And it would have been like say we would have just been. It, the atmosphere would have been toxic for a start. Brenton Park in front of the Sky cameras. I think that's probably played a part. You know, so that's deep down. Palios probably didn't want that. You know, it would have been people watching would have been like, "What the hell's going on? Why are they against the manager in the playoffs?" So regardless, and suddenly, regardless oh, go on, of the cameras. Regardless of the cameras, I did think about that and I thought, there's going to be fans back in the ground. It's scary. The, yeah. the, um, 
the thought of the reaction of the because I I haven't got a season ticket, so I can't go to the playoff game. Same I'll tell you now, I couldn't go and sit there and get behind them, and I couldn't go and sit. And I, I don't like fans not supporting the team at the game. I don't, but I can't imagine myself sat there. What's it to cheer about when you watch that team? When you watch, and I don't mean that's not against the players; that's against his tactics. But from the last ten games, if there was fans in them grounds, what what are you cheering for? Oh, we haven't played a forward pass in ten games. Can you imagine what it would have been like? We had Mister Perfect, who, in his own words, none of it was his fault. Well, like uh, the reception for that, Morgan would have been two or three nil up before they kicked the ball because the reception, the atmosphere, the tension would have been. Absolutely disgusting. It would have been a horrible place to be. That playoff game, I honestly think, if he was in charge. And I think Mark and Nicola would have known that. Yeah, and it would have reflected so badly on the club, wouldn't it? In front of a, yeah, you know, a worldwide audience. Um, we should probably, you just brought it up then, touch on his, his post-match interview, which was one of the most surreal, bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. The stuff he was coming out with, it was almost like, a, you've heard of the um, the cliche footballers issue a come and get me plea. That's the one, isn't it? In like, um, yeah, basically going, please come and sign me. I want to go. This was almost him. of the world. <laughs> yeah, he's known for it. Um, it was almost like he was going to just sack me, just sack me. The stuff he was coming out with was just. I'll try I and find with that. We're trying to find unnecessary. Like he he come out. Like, there was, there was a point where I think, I don't know who asked the question. I, t- I don't know if Rich Garnas asked every question because I only I read the monologue, I didn't watch the video. Um, and there's a point where the, the way the question is typed, all Rich says to him is after the club being relegated last year, are you hopeful of having the chance to bounce straight back up? And instead of just being like, well, yeah, hopefully we can come back up, as any decent person, manager would. He then has to get this dig in at the club, at the fans. At, like He starts this unnecessary fight with the fans of, well, the club got relegated because he lost 18 games. The club didn't get relegated because he won three on the bounce. Um, no one brought that up. You, you've now just brought that up. Like, you're... You had to bring that up. You you've been wanting to get that dig in with no is it provocation provocation. Anyway, he hasn't been provoked. He, he's wanted. He's gone out of his way to get that dig in. And I'll say now, and I don't know if it's if it's true or it's not true. And I've actually seen something similar on the cow sheds, which makes me think it is true. Well, I've seen it on Facebook, but someone said it was posted on the cow sheds. I spoke to someone earlier who is friends with a senior player. No, sorry, sorry. His uncle is friends with a senior player, and I won't right. say who. Um, I won't say which senior player, but apparently, um, after the game, he's pretty much like what he said in his interview, where he, could, he may as well send the interview all the players a sheer time perfect. Yeah. Apparently, after the game, he's gone in the dressing room, flew off the handle at the players about how shit they all are, and about how they're not good enough. Um, like there's been uh, there's been back and forth, and then 
Palios has called this senior player, maybe some other senior players into the office as well. I don't know, you know, just to yeah just to find out what's gone on. Um, and they've just told them their version of events and and what was said after the game, what what Keyfield said to them, and apparently that that's been the final straw for Palios. That's... As I said, I don't, I don't know what um, I don't know exactly word for word what was said, but apparently this player said he's he's basically just flew in a full time, gone off on everyone, and just pretty much called the whole team shit and told them um, they're not good enough. That is promoted. Um, almost like verbatim what I got told by someone as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I believe I believe that to be true. I do, and I, I've I heard from, too, especially from several, after listening to his interview. Of, yeah, it's from several he, people. He, he went out and called them all shit to the press. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have said it all to the faces. Well, the main thing that that annoyed me of many things that he said in his post match was this was his, this is the exact quote I read out. Uh, this is Keith Hill on reversing Trammies and forced relegation from League One. He said, they lost 18 games last season. The club was demoted because they lost 18 games, not because they won three on the bounce. They, the club, not we, not Tramia, they, the club. Yeah. And, and I, you're the manager of this club, us, we, Tramia Rovers. That's, I was honestly, I was flabbergasted at that. And that was the final straw for that's, me. That's he, exactly knew, he, he knew what he was saying then, didn't he? He knew he was yeah, baiting the fans. That's that's what I'm saying. It's and without me even going into the the, the they them comments he was making, um, it's it's the same thing of you're picking up on, I'm picking up on. It's unnecessary. Like, do you know what? For the sake, at the end of the day, you manage this club for the sake of it. Even if you really don't like them. If you don't like the fans, which there'll be managers of clubs who don't like the fans, I imagine because of the amount very, of abuse they get. Very, very few like the fans at all. Yeah, but you know what? For the public eye, for the sake of it, they'll come out, they'll grip the teeth, and they'll they'll say, "Oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. We, they, no, we, us, we're doing this. We are doing that. We believe we this that, and the other." He come out and basically said, "The fans." Need to stop fucking moaning. The club needs to stop fucking moaning. Your club, your fans, nothing to do with me. And but again, it's the same. They, them. He's he's got that same attitude this season. Yeah. Last season it was they, them. This season it's they are shit. The players are shit. This is shit. This is. And me, Keith Hill, I'm perfect. Me, Keith Hill. It's not my. I can't believe he actually said. I am not. I am not at fault. That's one thing I do know. His exact quote, Jake, oh, there was... Serious? His exact quote, I've got it in front of me because I wanted to get it right verbatim, was players have got to accept individual responsibilities. It's not my fault. That's one thing I do know. I, but then, but then, right, he follows that up. He follows that up with, I'm here to guide the players and support them at their worst moments. Well, you just fucking threw them under the bus with your last sentence, mate. Oh, it was him, basically, Jake, wasn't it? That whole thing was him coming out and going, this collapse is not my fault. It's the player's yeah. fault. I'm available. I'm available for work. So, do you know what? Fuck him. Honestly, he'll go down, right, as one of the worst managers in our history with the squad he's had. And we saw what they were capable of, right, with them five games that Jack um, Dawes and Parky had. Let them off the leash. They're good enough. Just let them play the fucking football. Do you know what I mean? 
they're that they're that good. They're sponsors players when they when when you just let them play, and yet he comes in and it's like almost militaristic. This is how we do it. You know, like fucking what was that show where they used to send knobhead lads to live in like you know the army barracks and like knobhead hostel or whatever it was called. Yeah, or... something like that. And it, you know, like that's his regime was like that, and it's it's bonkers when you've got senior pros. Like, you know, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, the senior pros coming out and being like, this fucking guy. <laughs> he never, from day one, he never, I'll be fair, right? Initially, it, I thought it was unfair, the reaction he got when we announced him. And I was I on was his willing, side. I was willing to, I didn't want him. But no, I, was I, don't think, I don't think anyone did. If you come in and do well, you, you'll do for me. And I think every Tramia fan's the same. You know, he was no one's first pick. But I've seen a lot of Tramia fans saying, well, do you know what? If he comes in and he... he if he comes in and he gets us and he, he gets what the club... Because that's the main thing for Tramia fans. And I think it has... We, I've seen Tramia fans get behind managers who have not... Les Paddy, perfect example, don't be wrong. I know Les Paddy is an absolute hero. Um, like, was an absolute hero before he ever even started managing for the club. But Les Paddy, let's be honest, especially the end of his spell, was an absolute disaster in management. But the fans still never, ever turned on him. Because, you know what, he was... He was one of us. He, he understood the club. He understood. There was a the level of respect there, wanted. regardless of the performance as the manager, wasn't there? Exactly. And I think the same, the same for Aldridge. Yeah. And that, I think all you've got to do to keep Tammy fans happy, don't be wrong, you've got to win. Like, I'm saying this like, with easy, please. Tammy <laughs> fans aren't easy, please. Well, from. Let's have that right. But I'll tell you what, you'll keep a lot of Tammy fans off your back. Just by being a bit of a good person, I think. Because I think that's what I mean. They want someone who looks like they're working hard, looks like they really want the club to do well. Real Someone who really under... They want to feel like they've got a manager who really understands. And Mickey always used to go on about the people of Birkenhead. Mickey. And I think more than anything, I think that's why people... More than any of the results, I think that's where the love for Mickey come from because he always spoke about the people of Birkenhead and the fans of Tramia and it was the first thing off his tongue every chance he got and Keith Hill wouldn't piss on us if we, if we were on fire and I, I honestly believe that Mickey was when you were saying about there about like Keith Hill you never got the fans that talked us down he was very similar Hill exactly. the moment he came in so do you remind me of Gary Brabham the way that he, he like the first thing Brabham did against like, first presser was like go like you know this club has no divine right to win football matches in the national league we've got no divine right to be in the top six blah 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 and like all them things are right like but we knew that you don't need to be coming out with that we want to hear that's what Mickey said from his first day he was like this is Tramie Rovers and he's like you know every single game we go into we're representing the football club we're representing Birkenhead and like I know that a lot of the time what he was saying, he was just trying to placate the fans, but it worked, and that's always no, for. And whether he was sincere or not, and I believe more often than not, like most of us have been lucky enough to, you know, have a pint with Mickey Mellon, you know, and celebrate two promotions and some great times. And like, even if, you know, several times while he was at it, he was actively trying to move, you know, away, but he was, you know, he, 
he applied for the Swansea job. You know, he, there was another, I think, championship or League One job. I would have no bones. Like, when he went to Dundee, show me a single Tranmere fan who begrudged him. It was all like, he's he's got his two promotions back-to-back, and he was on his way to giving, you know, fighting to keep us in League One. He's earned the right to go up to manage Dundee United in the SPL. He earned the right, wished him well. I can't remember, only the most stupid, idiotic, moronic, cretinous Tranmere fans were saying, good fucking riddance, Mickey. You know, he was... I'd, will we get another manager like him? It could be years. Do you know what I mean? Since Kingy, he was the best. I think that was what? Kingy was sacked in 95 or 96? <laughs> like, uh, April 96, if I recall. March, April 96. So it took from 96 to 2016. So 20 years to get another one even close to Kingy. And I put, I would put Mickey in there. I'd put Mickey in my lifetime. Yeah. Certainly. I wasn't around in the other 60s, 70s, 80s when you know, apparently we did have some you know, great masters and great players, you know, likes of Bobby Tyne and stuff like that. I would put Mickey second behind Kingy. And even his achievements, do you know what I mean? Like, back-to-back yeah. promotions, we could never have dreamt of it. But he got it, he got the club. And I know that he played for us twice, so there's always that connection. And we, we do like, don't we? We like our people to be trammier people. It's a bit League of Gentlemen. You know, we yeah. know what we like, we like what we know. We like our back and headers. We like them to be trammier people. But we're not some fucking little football club do you know what I mean we are a little small football club on one hand but we're not we're proud we're certainly not going to be talked down by Keith fucking Hill from Bolton we're not and it's a, I think it's a Birkenhead thing Jake isn't it as well you know what, and when I say Birkenhead I mean all the surrounding areas that have had it tough you know Wallasey Liso Liscard the Woody you know Bidston you know the fucking Beechwood as you know well these are areas that you know I've not had it easy ever and we're constantly shit upon and we've got that chip on our shoulder and as a football club we've got that chip on our shoulder and when we yeah. go away from home as a fan base we've got that fucking chip on our shoulder and we're proud you of know, it. Yeah, like I completely, completely agree. It's that, it's, a, it's like a, a man pride, like not just a man pride, just a pride thing of like, you know, when you come in and the second he shows a little bit of disrespect to the club, which on many, many, many occasions has shown disrespect <laughs> to the club and the fans. The second, a lot of time, it, it, it's, it's like, you're, hang on, you're not going to come in, you're not going to come in and talk, fucking talk to us like that. Like, you're not going to come in, you're not going to speak about us fans like that, and you're not going to talk about, treat, speak about our club like that. We, we were here long before you, and we'll be here long after you're gone. So yeah. do us all a favour and fuck off now. It literally is a case when he was, because he's done, even in the start, he was saying things that, like, you were like, hmm, you know, and as things gradually went off the rails, it got worse. But you're just thinking, like, it seems when Brabham was talking about it, and Mickey Adams was the same, some bollock stuff, you're going, like, who the fuck are you? You're like, how dare you, like, disrespect my and our football club like this by talking about it? You're disrespecting a family member of mine. You know, it's my blood. This football club, it's your blood, it's all of our... And that's what it's like. We will defend this club, you know, to the hilt. We'd take a fucking bullet for this football club. We've travelled the lengths and breadth of the country. You know, you've been to fucking Dover twice, haven't you? <laughs> uh, once, once, for a nil-nil. Oh, my God. The Brabham season. And do you know what? The next one, we won 4-1. And I said after the nil-nil, I was never going back. And the next one we went, we won 4-1. And I've, I've always... 
always regretted it. Yeah, that was Mickey's... regretted not going to the four-one-one. That was Mickey's second game, wasn't it? In fact, Jake, funny you should mention that one because I'm currently looking. There was a quote. I think that was his first. I think we beat Wrexham. Then the following week, we got beat by Barrow in the FA Cup final qualifying round. And then I think Dover away was his first away league game. And there was a quote right after that, and I'm trying to find it. But I'm trying to think when. You're probably right, because it, that was around the time Ben Tollett was on fire. That was his first and goal for us. Yeah. So you probably are right, because I remember Ben Tollett scoring in that game. So it would have been early Mickey. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what was the date of that game? I'm trying to find it. It was September or October, wasn't it? Um, I yeah. think it was October. I'm getting into October here. I'm trying to find it. I might have gone too far. It... Did Brabham last that long? Or was it September he got sent? He won September Manager of the Month. Or... No, I think no, he won August Manager of the Month and then yeah. was sacked in September. But then Cards had a few, two or three games. Cards had woken a home, dagging him away. And maybe another one. Yes, I think we are in October by the time it's going on, aren't we? His first game was the Wrexham home game, wasn't it? The lunchtime kickoff of BT. Yeah, which was definitely October. So I'm just trying to have a little look. I'm trying to find it. It was, a, it was a fucking brilliant quote. Like, Was this a Mickey just, quote? Yeah, it was a Mickey quote. After, it, was about, it was about Dirk and Ed and about like Trammy. Okay, here we go. Here we go. 8th of October, he took over. So that was the Wrexham game in October. As I'm scrolling through my phone to the 8th, 15th, okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. This is professional. This is what we do. I'm just hoping that it's on here. I've got a horrible feeling. I print screened it on my iPad, though, which would be a fucking disaster because I have to kill you on more time. And I'm thinking that is the case. Um, but, like, what are your thoughts now, then, Jake, as I try and save some time for me to find this fucking quote um, ahead of the playoffs? I'm a lot more confident than when you were at eight o'clock this morning. Do you know what? I'm excited. I'm ex- I that the football we played in that parky Oz duo is the best football. Even like for the Mickey relegation year, obviously weren't great. So it was the best football we played for a very very long time. It, like in League Two, the year we come up. We didn't really come up by playing great football. We were just organised and we were, you know, we were organised and we had James Norwood banging them in. It was, it was the best football we played since we were in the non-league, to be honest. Yeah. That that little four or five games. And, like, I think the two games back-to-back, there was the the 4 3 Port Vale game where I think we went behind. Twice we went times. behind. Um, and at that point, you're constantly praising the heart of the team and like this is fantastic Dawson and Parker you've got us fighting to the death like we keep going behind we still believe we're still attacking you know like nothing was knocking us out of our stride going and getting last minute winners like that that that's fantastic it shows the fighting the, like, the squad are all pulling the same way and then the next week you're praising them for completely different reasons because don't be wrong Grimsby obviously end up going and getting relegated but Grimsby comes to Prenton Park and get absolutely blown away in the first half alone got absolutely blown away um, and it's like you start watching this team who for the first half of the season were, were rubbish and then for the second half of the season were rubbish 
to be honest. It sounds mad that how do you make the playoffs having a bad first half of the season and a bad second half? Um, mad, isn't it? Like, for that, for them two games, they're the two games I think of when I think of the Doors, Parkinson, um, the Doors, Parky, era, can we call it that? I think that's a fair way of putting it. <laughs> but honestly, I think of them two games and if the playoffs and anything like that, I'd rather than ding-dong battles for four free games where we'll go and stand toe-to-toe for the team and punch than going and trying to snatch a 1-0 in these playoff games. Let's have two, three, two games against him, more from three, two in our favour, hopefully. Just go out there. And it's as you said before, and it's no coincidence that Lloyd has been struggling to get a place in the team when we've when we've been so we've been so bad when Lloyd hasn't really been playing every week. Corey has been playing with the under eighteens. You've seen for me, if we want to be doing well, playing well, the key is for me, Liam Feeney, Kane Woolery. Corey Blacker Taylor, James Vaughan, Otis Khan, they're on the game attacking wise. That and they were all where they were all at the top of the game when we were under Dawson Parky. Um, I found the Mickey Mellon quotes. Here we go. Finally, Mickey go Mellon, when asked what he thought of the 171 Tramia fans that made the trip down for the 4-1 win at Dover, I know the folk from Birkenhead well. They've come all this way for the duty-free in France. They love it. They'll be stuffing it in their cars and taking it back up the road with them. They know what I think of them. I love them to bits. That was his third week as manager of Tram Rivers Football Club. Do you know what? There's no... tears it. I've got a tear in my eye. There's no... like Everything about it, the fact he's had a little laugh with the fans and... You know, they've come for the duty free, and uh, I've missed that. Do you know what? You know, I've like, yeah, that one sentence has done more for me than any of the shite that ever come out of Keith Hill's mouth. Honestly, like, to have, to have that, that's, that's what we need for next season, whatever league we're in. It might not be Mickey Mellon, but we need someone next season who gets, gets the club like that. Who, you don't even have to... I'm not saying I'm not making jokes with the fans, but he understood the fan base enough to be able to make them jokes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And he'd been there three weeks. Oh, yeah. But instantly, like you say, instantly, after what grabbing, it was like chalk and cheese, wasn't it? It was just like water and wine. Totally different, and it's exactly what we needed. And you look at the impact of that, and, you know, the the three and a half, nearly four years we had under Mickey were just, I'd be amazed if we ever have time like that again in our, in our, certainly in the next 30 years. We waited 30 years, nearly four. And, you know, never in our wildest dreams did we think back-to-back promotions was ever on the cards. So, oh, just great times, mate. And I'm surrounded in, you've not been to my new office. Have you saw the old one? There's even more stuff on the wall now. It's ridiculous. Like it is ridiculous. It. Um, Dawes and Parky then in charge for the playoffs. I think you'd be hard pushed to find a single Tramway fan with anything negative to say about either of them. Obviously, Parky's a club legend as a player. You know, the Middlesbrough goal, goal against Sunderland in the FA Cup a couple of years before. You're part of them great up, cup upset teams, you know. Two FA Cup quarterfinals he played in of the three we got to in about five years in the early 2000s. Dawes, you know, he only joined last summer, didn't he, from Blackpool? 
But yeah, clearly playing under, not playing, coaching under Jack Owen. Yeah, um, the influence he's had on the team when given the opportunity, like in that spell, was massive, and you can see that the players respect him as a coach. They respect Park as a coach, and want to play for them. You saw that so much in those games. That Port Vale game, the way we won that game, it was insane. And as we found out, like every point we won was vital in getting us in that top seven. Those players now, it's. I honestly think, again, without getting too inside, from what we know, Jake, what we've been told and what other people have said, I think it's exactly the same for the players as what we've all felt this morning. That squad, I presume, was in for training today. They will have gotten for training. And they will have heard and will have seen. They'll be like, where's Keith Hill? Doors and Park, you've been like, it's back to us. It will have been like fucking the last day of school. It will have been like, not even that. It will have been like the day Walton Towers you had. Or fucking Camelot at the end of term. <laughs> Own clothes day, Everyone. day. Own clothes day, toy day. And fucking Walton Towers, on. Camelot day. All rolled into one. And Christmas day as well. Because they will be buzzing. And like, as tired and as you know, lethargic as some of them have looked. And off the game. There's what? 10 days, I think 11 day gap as of yesterday or before the game. Yeah. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to recover, get refreshed. Plenty of time, excuse me. And everything's changed in the, you know, the click of a finger and the blink of an eye. Everything's changed and we've gone from just dreading it, the most negative thoughts ever, the most, it was going to be the most horrible playoff campaign ever, to suddenly going. And this, I don't think anyone's overconfident. Suddenly, we're just going. We've got a chance again here, and yeah, what a story it would be. And you know what? Not only have we got a chance, I feel like it's gonna. No, we've we. It's gonna be enjoyable to watch so the fans can get behind it again. Like I don't it's know, exciting, isn't it? As it things be, are gonna It's not gonna be like them Milner. Yeah, exactly. And I've never been less excited for playoff games. People say every year, don't they? Do you know what? If you could guarantee you win at Wembley, you'd probably rather win the playoffs and win if the league. If you could choose it, yeah. If you know full well you're going to win the playoffs, you'd rather win the playoffs and win the yeah. league because it's yeah. so it's such an exciting way to go and do it. And I will, do you know I will say, though, Jake, that um, I wasn't nervous at all about it because I didn't really care in a weird way. Now, no, I didn't. I'm, I didn't. I'm nervous now. So, you know, no pressure, Dawson Parky. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be nerve shredding, nerve jangling. But um, we're gonna have to do it again, and we're gonna have to beat Morecambe and one of Fodder's Green and Newport. So, and I think the pair of them we've are. Got our history with, we've got history with Forest Green and Newport at Wembley. Yeah, fuck um, right, we have. I will say, just slightly backpedalling to where you were saying about Keith Hill going out and the players seeing what's coming in and being better obviously do you know what and if, like if Paul could have made this and I see back me up I don't, I don't know if you've ever met Parky I, I haven't met those Keith Hill the way he comes across if he comes across the same way to the players the way he talks in his press conferences is arrogant like he is an arrogant man and he's not a very nice man you know what, Andy Parkinson, the time I worked at the club, and I don't know, maybe Dawes is the same. I'm going to assume Dawes is the same. Um, seems Dawes seems like a lovely fella. Parky, what a guy. 
what a lovely, lovely fella. And you know what? You said this like, back in November, didn't you? I did, I did. And I, I remember sending you two a voice notes after the poor player game, saying how happy I was for him to be involved in in the team. And it's not even like just a lovely fella, like he's a little quiet, like a quiet as a mouse, like that kind of lovely fella. Do you know what? He, he's, what he's the kind of person. He, like, he used to come into our office all the time. Like he'd fly through the door, he, he comes in, he lights up the room straight away, he's cracking jokes, he's laughing and joking. Like the whole time I worked at the club, every member who worked at the club loved him. He was him, him and Sean Garner were like fucking Dr. Evil and me. <laughs> like just they were just bouncing around the club the whole time between the two of them and everyone loved the bones of two of them. So if it's the same if he can have the same impact with the players, I'm not surprised that he done so well as part of the part of the two in the last thing because I think that 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 personality you you would run run through walls for him because you can't dislike him. Yeah, and I say I only imagine we we've had um, like slight interactions with Ian Dawes in the past, haven't we? Yeah, um, and he seems like a really lovely bloke I, from yeah. from the slight interactions we've had with him. And everyone I've spoke to. Um, you know, in and around the club, players, staff, whatnot, all back up the same thing, saying the same as Parky, that he's just a top guy and people want to, you know, players want to play for him. They want to work for him. They respect him, which is another big thing. And, you know, they will perform for him. I'm convinced yeah. of that. If we, if we end up not get going up this year, it won't be for lack of effort or application in the semi-finals and or the final. And, even if we don't go up this year, and I still think deep down I'm a pessimist, a born pessimist when it comes to Tranmere. I'm an optimist in life, but a pessimist when it comes to Tranmere. Um, I still think, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world, whereas it would have been if Hill had been there. Do you know what I mean? It sounds fickle and mad, doesn't it? But like, knowing now that we could end up, who knows, if we don't go up, Dawson Parky could get the job or someone else. And I think Mark, hopefully, Palios has learned this lesson with regards to manager. Obviously, it was not an ideal situation, the recruitment, you know, <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic season, you know, money's obviously tight. It wasn't an ideal situation. You know, the rumours, you know, the Cowleys, you know, Paul Cork and stuff like that. I don't think any of them are really realistic. Maybe we did. No one, yeah. we'll never know for sure. The only one person knows who was interviewed, you know, and that's Mark Palios. But I think... Just, it's like a weight has been lifted off our shoulders. And I've sat here this whole time now speaking with you. I don't know if this is a reflection on you and Paul Harper, but normally me and Paul Harper, I sit here and I'm just going, let's just get this thing done so we can finish it. I've sat here with a smile on my face and genuinely enjoyed this. So maybe we should ban Paul Harper. Do you know what? Maybe it's Paul. I mean, let's get to the chase. It's, it's been Paul Harper's fault this whole thing, hasn't it? I you know what, Matt, I will say. I completely agree. This is, I think it shows today listening to this. I mean, tomorrow listening to this, the joy that will be on Tramia fans' faces, yeah. how much better they'll feel about the club, how much better you feel about the club now. And I think the one big change from today and the last podcast, which is making Tramia fans feel so much better yeah. and optimistic about the playoffs, the one huge change what, yeah. is that I've been back on the podcast. And Paul's not here. I completely yeah. Like it's no coincidence, is it? I've I've seen Tramia fans tweeting all day. I'm made up he's gone, I'm made up he's gone. 
And I was, I was scratching my head thinking to myself... How do they know Paul's not going to be on the how pod? Do they know, <laughs> how do they know Paul's not going to do the pod tonight? Like, I, I was going through the This Is Trammy this week, seeing if you've already announced that Paul weren't going to be on it. But everyone was already cheering. I said, I made up he's going to come. I'm so glad to see the back of him. And it turns out there's no, no big news to Paul Harper's not here tonight, is it? I can't wait to see his statement that he gives. When Paul, Paul's press conference, that's going to be a new feature on the next show. Um, we should probably wrap up and say, you know what? <laughs> There's one thing I do know. It's not my fault. fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. Oh, dear. They, that podcast, the podcast, them lads on the podcast, not we. Um, we should probably wrap it up. It's getting late, isn't it? We did nearly, um, nearly, nearly an hour already talking, um, talking absolute bollocks as usual. Um, before we go, we should touch on the actual truth that Paul isn't here because, um, without getting too deep into it, he, he received some bad family news this afternoon and, and said he, he would be unavailable. So, um, you know, sending um, all our love to Paul and family. Paul is Mrs. Lexi uh, and their family. I, we, yeah, we don't know anymore, do we? But yeah, I'm sure they'll be listening. Um, and yeah, whatever it is that's, that's you know, going on bad family news never a good thing um me and jake are here you know all the tramway fans all the listeners i'm sure you know back in 100 percent um so yeah paul we will have you back for the next pod if jake will let you come back on yeah i'll let him and you know what i just want to while we're, we're saying nice things i just want to put it out there now especially because i know paul will be listening paul's probably the only person who'll listen this far into the podcast. <laughs> everyone else has probably already turned off um, no, I, I, like, I touched on it on Twitter yesterday. Um, like, I keep getting tagged in tweets with you two and with the This Is Tramia page about, you know, how good the pods have been this year. And, like, obviously, I'm not going to say don't tag me. Um, well, but don't tag I, him. I, I, I want no... I, I've said it on Twitter, I'll say it now for anyone who's listening. Like, I don't deserve any of the credit from this year. I've not really been at the races with it. I've been, as I've said to you and Paul, I've been doing a Saturday team with West Kirby. Um, well, I haven't been able to go to the games, which has been half, half of the problem. But um, no, like obviously Paul missing tonight. The, the job you and Paul have done so far this year has been fantastic, and obviously it shows for Paul to be missing. You, you, you haven't missed anything through through thick and thin, through the best performances, through the worst performances. You have kept this pod going every single week. So obviously the, the fans will know with, without your explanation at the end that. I mean, the fans of the club, by the way, not the fans of the pod. I don't want to sound like that. <laughs> there are any fans of the pod? No, no the, the fans of the club and the people who listen to the pod will know that, obviously, whenever Paul's not here or whenever yourself aren't here, as I say, who keep this thing alive, um, obviously, there's, a big, there's always going to be a big reason if you two ever don't do it. And obviously, this time around, there is. But yeah, I just wanted to say, like, all the credit that, that gets put between the three of us on Twitter. I'm glad people enjoy it when I come on, but like without without you and Paul especially, like this one hundred percent wouldn't be possible. This would have been dead in the water a long time ago. So just hats off to you two more than anything. Well I think Jake that um it, I think we can all agree it's a much better show when the three of us get together. But Yeah of course next season next season I, I, like I'll, I'll definitely be back at it more obviously this season would not be I'd say would not be able to go to the games on Saturday and I suppose, like I think I'm not the only person and I, I hate to say it but 
me and you touched on it the very start of the season about how it doesn't feel the same, not yeah. being able to go to the games. And I think especially with the performances too. It's been a real, I only, real detachment, I hasn't there? I didn't take this West Kirby job at the start of the season. I took it a bit further down. I'm not doing it on my own. I'm, I'm doing it with someone else. But um, like I've, I've, I'd never have took a Saturday job because I'd have already, always gone to Tammy game. Yeah. But I thought, you know what, like, I may as well. Like, I'm, I'm not in, really enjoying watching Tammy. I don't feel connected to it. I've still watched watched as many games as I could, you know, three weeks and other things. Um, or when when we've had early kickoffs on Saturdays, but yeah, it's it's hats off to you and Paul. Some of that this year has been really draining to watch. Oh god, and then draining to watch. Cheap, and then <laughs> you've got to come and relive it on here at five yeah, o'clock. I, I, I've been sat there talk all over it. Um, me mate Nick, I follow that Nick. I'm giving him a follow on Twitter. Um, fellow Tranmere fan and bloody good guy, bloody tall guy as well. Six foot eight. Um, no wonder you're so nice he, about you talk so highly of him. <laughs> quite literally. Um, he's been part of like my house's bubble um, since the start of the pandemic, really. Um, so he's been allowed to come over. and what, That's been our one thing we've done. You know, we'd come around, we'd sit in a different room um, at my mum's and, and watch the games together. And um, he, the amount of times, right, this season, we've got to like the 90th minute and we've both been like, fucking hell. And I've just gone. Oh my god! I've got to go and do the podcast after this, and he's just like, <laughs> and I'm, literally, it's a moment of realization. Like, fuck! It's like about to go to bed at like midnight when you're in school or college, and go, fuck! I haven't done that one thousand word history essay, bollocks! And you wail, just caves in, and you go, fucking hell! How, how am I going to face doing this now? And then that's happened about for sitting in the last thirteen weeks, plenty of times. We've done Jake. Um, Including this show, we've done fifty-three pods this season, um, which is crazy, really, isn't it? That's forty-six all, pods, all forty-six league games, um, and we've done seven extra, which I believe are five, three FA Cup games, the sem- Papa John semi in the final. Then we've done the Wembley special with, Mo- with Moggsy and Malkin, and this. So fifty-three pods. It's not bad, is it? And then. Um, we still never get a sniff, do we, in any podcast awards? Because the man no. don't like it, baby. That's why, isn't it? We're not big enough, not big time enough. No. Maybe Keith Hill's right. Maybe we are, Tim Pot. Well, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I haven't put it on social media. So, do you remember we did, um, I think it was on our pre-season preview. It was, I think it was the pre-season preview um, one, or it might have on the early season ones. And do you remember yeah. someone found a tweet um, from a, he was a journalist. What was his name? Nick Goff. His name was, and he tweeted this exact quote that my brother has had printed out on like a scroll and put in a frame, and he got it me for my birthday. And it was, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I'll put a photo <laughs> up online of it. It's like framed. It's in like an A3 like black frame, and it's like you know, like um, the old history home used to like make it look old. It's on like an old scroll. Like it's been written in a quill or something, and it says. I can't remember this tweet, so I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, I'll send you the photo now, and I'll put it up on on Twitter. It's it just says at the top the podcast review, and then in commas, preseason research is great for unearthing things you aren't expecting. Today, I've stumbled across a podcast called This Is Tramia, which is actually just a bloke going off on one about how much he hates Liverpool. I haven't learned much about Tramia, but it was a great listen. Nick Goff, <laughs> some bloke on Twitter, um, that was me. I don't know what was going on. Well, like, 
someone will have to dig out the pod. Um, but yeah, my brother got that put on like um, a scroll and framed, and it's now up in my office, right next to Connor Jennings, a big Connor Jennings, um, not print. What have I got in here? Canvas. Connor Jennings wheel on the way after his winner at Wembley Canvas, and then next to Caprice with the header, it's in. Um, print there. I remember that pod, and I can't for the life of me think what we were talking about. And it, it must have been the because we were ranting. And I tell you what, a Liverpool fan, a Liverpool fan who listens to our pods, a live one of them Liverpool slash Tramia fans, yeah, who listens to our pods, also tweeted us about it, like slagging us off for it, um, because I we were slagging Liverpool off. I think it was the preseason. I can't for the like... life of me remember why we were slagging them off now. But I remember we were really going in about it. It might have been the women's team or something. It would be, be their fans, because they just won the league, hadn't they? You know, so it would be their fans being you know, the usual... You know, yeah, and again, they deserved it. Yeah, and again, Jake, we'll just just to cover our backs here, um, there's a lot of great Liverpool fans. You know, I've got my best mates, Liverpool fans. They go home and away. They go away in Europe, do you know what I mean? And they're proper fans. They're not deluded. These are the usual bunch of fucking idiotic, you know, fucking... Pub going, they must be good. Jake not be able to go to booze to watch the club after for fucking that an entire season. You know, never go to the game. Wear a bloody replica shirt with Gerard or Suarez or fucking Torres or you know has Salah on the back. And um, real Liverpool fans hate these people because they make them look like dickheads. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll put that photo up of my framed scroll of my um, the podcast review that we received. Got you know probably the best review we've ever had, isn't it? To be honest, yeah, I like that review. <laughs> Um, uh, do you know what? I've actually never <laughs> seen them. I like that tweet as well. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably you know wrap like it up because it's nearly half past. It's nearly our bedtime, isn't it? Um, this this yeah, fine evening. Even happier now on about that tweet. Oh, I'll I'll send you a photo of it. And I'll put it on Twitter in a sec um, before I put this up. Um, big shout out to our sponsors, the Tramier Rovers Official Supporters Club. I believe they have posted a photo of the prototype of the early nineties tracksuit top. They've been remaking the ENS one. I believe that is up on their Twitter. They are at TR, uh, Tramier Rovers. I think at T-R-O-S-C. It's such a confusing Twitter handle. Because if you type in Tramier, it doesn't come up. It's got to be T-R-O-S-C. Um, they've got loads of other retro gear. They've done the retro shirts. They've done the retro Rover Sports t-shirts and jumpers. All available online or in the club shop, which I believe is back open again. Season ticket holders are going to be allowed back in for the semi-final. Um, and then... If there's any tickets left from season ticket holders who cannot go, they're going to go on general sale, I believe, later in the week. I think, is it Friday, I believe? Go on, go on the official Twitter, that channel Rovers, um, or on the Facebook. All the information's there. It doesn't look likely that likes of me and UJ are going to get a ticket, does it? So you can't transfer a ticket. No. So if someone you know who's a season ticket holder can't go, it cannot be transferred to you, which seems a bit shit, but you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, if I have yeah. to watch it at home, no difference to the other fucking. 50 games we've watched at home this season I can certainly wait and you know if it means I have to watch it at home um, but it means we win so be it I'll gladly take that um, two more won't hurt three more won't hurt will it uh, hopefully will we be allowed to go to Wembley if there's a few more surely we... no you know again surely think... won't just be season if, if, think... if we get to Wembley I wonder how many fans will be able to go I was actually having this conversation with someone today you think it would be, able be an eighty thousand seater stadium, and not going to only give you three and a half thousand seats in one half? No, like if they gave us ten thousand, then you know we'd be able to go. We, we've only took 
what was our moat? I think we took 17, did we, to the Forest Green one, I think, or 18? And then it's got less every year, hasn't yeah, it, I think? Well, we'll cross that. Know, well, let's, not let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's cross that cross yeah. that Wembley Way when we come to it. Because what, what, would we even be able to go coach travel? Like it's one of them. No one knows at the minute, dude. It's all up in the air. Um, I think you want to walk. Go up old, isn't it? Oh, fucking hell. Walk or cycle. But that poor guy who walked to Dover and then the game got called off half an hour before kick off. Easter Easter Friday wasn't it fucking what were we doing playing Dover on Easter Friday anyway it's supposed to be a local game isn't it the National League mate. I said that I said I had over regrets that man has got over regrets say that again Jesus fucking Christ right then we probably wrap it up it is getting late here on this Tuesday evening thanks for listening thanks for continuing to listen like I say this is podcast number 53 of the season Myself, Paul Harper, and Jake Keogh. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at This Is Tramia on all of them. I'm at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, at Matt Hibbert 17 on Insta. You're at Jake Keogh double H, aren't you? On both, I believe. And what's your, um, why you, you, this is the first time you'll have, give your um, little side hustle a plug. Um, but yeah, anyone looking to get any sportswear, designer wear, trainers, you know, I, I, it's worth messaging about anything to be honest because I've got some very weird contacts at the minute. Places like IKEA don't ask. Um, exactly. But I'm going to ask. I suppose it's always handy. I suppose it's always handy if anyone needs anything. Um, yeah, the page is at underscore underscore double underscore. And what? I'm saying. Double underscore? You fucking. Yeah. You, you, it's not we a double H, it's a double underscore. My. It, it was there was a, there was a lot of rejected usernames before we got to this one. You can't just go getting usernames willy nilly at the minute. You can't know. Do you know how many users there are on Instagram? We've already took a lot of usernames. <laughs> uh, yeah, there will be a website coming soon anyway. But that we'll touch on that probably start the next season. So what is it? At website underscore underscore obtained clothing. No, just obtained. Just, oh, just a, underscore, underscore obtained. at underscore underscore obtained, and like uh, uh, any, any, any night half zips, night shorts, one tens, yeah, designer wear, gym gear. Give us a message, and we'll be able to grab them cheaper than retail. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Jake. I'll, I'll say this on edge to put a little more pressure on you. Um, if I wanted a pair of them OG neon one tens in a UK twelve, what are we talking? To a mate, obviously. Um, it's to a very close person, a long-time friend, isn't it? So, mate's rates. UK 12s, do you know what? You've got very big feet, Matt. I've never I had that request before. Have. I'll have to check. <laughs> no one's ever asked me for a UK 12 before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's big enough. So you can live in one, you know, if you get a couple. To the old woman who lived in the shoe. That was in one of my old trainers I sold to her. Sorry, say this again. Do you remember the uh, the old um, the old woman who lived in a shoe? The old like um, was, it old, yeah. was it a rhyme or something like that? There was an old woman who lived in the shoe. She had so many kids, she didn't know what to do. I don't know any more of it. Well, she actually lived the shoe. It was one of my old trainers that I sold to her. Um, it was like a you know, buy to let property. Oh, that's nice of you. You know, yeah, you, yeah. house and family there, Matt. Yeah, it's nice. You probably get into heaven for stuff like that. Well, I, you know, I, I, I try. I'm not a religious guy, but you know, I do me a bit. 
do me bit, and I'm hoping that you know when, when my time comes at the pearly gates, God will be like, "In you come, son." As you know, the the OG neons are um, highly sought after. I wouldn't be they giving are. them away for free. For, you know, if someone wants them. It's, it's that some prime real estate for someone to live in there. Damn straight, mate. It's like um, like prime centre, Oxton Village, or dead centre, New Way Road on the Woody. That's sense anywhere. That is, you know, that that's a Mayfair monopoly. It doesn't get any better, does it? Opposite the school, opposite the playing fields, right by the bus stop. You know, walking distance to the Asda. I've just cut out. <laughs> I think I didn't hear anything you said between what I said and the word Asda. I think it cut out. We're just big enough, like the Woody, like the greatest place oh, on the what, world, isn't it? Oh, what a place! What it a doesn't place. get any better. It doesn't. Was Woodchurch oh, what, High? What an Asda, by the way. Did you yeah. build? Oh, did... pisses all over the Berko Asda and the Bromber one. Mega Asda and Dento Bacon were scratch on the Woody. Bollocks, the, the king right. of the Asdas. We definitely need to wrap this up now. Fucking right, right then. Um, we will be back. I don't know if Paul might want to do a, a pre playoff one maybe next week. We'll see. He probably will want to jump in, won't you? And get his, grab his thunder back from me yeah. and you. What yeah, he, he can. Um... He can whip us back into Czech because I think we're, we're an hour and five minutes in here and we're talking about our, our favourite Asdas. <laughs> well, Paul, that's what happens when you slack off, isn't it? Um, if you are listening to this iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please go on there, leave a five-star rating, write a little review. really helps the algorithms on there. Spotify, add us to your playlist, Spotify playlist, Spotify podcasts and all that malarkey. Uh, SoundCloud as well, of course. Go and follow us on there. You can like, share, download, do all that malarkey on there. At This Is Tramia on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, at Matt Hibbert17 on Insta. Jake is at JQ-double-H. His little side hustle on Insta is at underscore, underscore, obtained. Paul Harper is at Paul Harper 82 Send him some well wishes if you desire. And we will probably be back next week with a playoff semi-final preview for... The fourth year out of five? It is, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Too many yeah, playoffs in finals. And we've won all of them, bad, surprisingly, bad. haven't we? Not a bad record in recent years. So, uh, yeah, Jake, go and um, no, find me some nice OG uh, Neon Air Max 95 Essentials in UK 12. Like, just don't go to bed till you found them. Okay. Cheers, mate. Nice. What the fuck? Goodbye. <laughs>